You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Blue Jays reporter, Gregor Chisholm, who is in New York City. We're live in person uh, doing this podcast, Gregor, as you heading back to Toronto here um, today, I guess. But nice of you to stop by. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I don't know if we've ever done one of these in person, but let's get right to it and a lot going on with the Blue Jays, but also a lot going on with Team USA and the World Baseball Classic. They win it all. First time Team USA has won the World Baseball Classic. Marcus Stroman wins the MVP. I'm not exactly sure how that works. I guess he was MVP of the final uh, because he goes into he took a no hitter into the sixth inning, ends up allowing one hit, strikes out three, and really was the story of that game as Team USA wins eight nothing over Puerto Rico. Um, watching that game and and um, you know, I think you were in Canada at the time. I'm not sure how much the Canada fans were still involved in watching the World Baseball Classic. But what a neat moment for a Blue Jay. Yeah, it really was. And it really kind of continues the stage of what he set early on in his career, which is he's starting to earn a reputation very early on of being kind of a big game pitcher. We saw it last year uh, in the American League wildcard game against Baltimore. We saw it the year before when he came back from knee surgery to uh, return in September and, and then become a really key member alongside David Price of that postseason rotation. Uh, you know, the World Baseball Classic stage was, was his latest coming out party, and you know the Blue Jays are certainly hoping for more of that this season. The thing that I found kind of interesting about his performance in the WBC is we saw a lot more of the experimentation that he was doing last year with some of the hitches in his uh, delivery, kind of pausing near the top and almost uh, in, in the, the same mold as Johnny Cueto. And that's something he worked on last spring. He didn't really implement it much during the regular season, but he seems to be more comfortable with that. And it's just another thing he can use to kind of mess with the hitter's timing. Seems like he's ready to go as far as the season goes. I would think, what, he gets one more start as far as Grapefruit League action before opening day? Yeah, exactly. And it'll probably just be one of those. It'll, he'll probably ease into it a little bit, probably see his innings drop a little bit, just as kind of one final uh, preparation for the start of the regular season. But certainly... Uh, you know, he was one of the few guys in that rotation who started camp early, uh, and the reason was because of that WBC. The Jays gave a lot of their other starters a little bit more of a delayed start, uh, but there's no question that he, he's now ready to go after that WBC. So he looks locked in. Uh, Aaron Sanchez, one of the guys you mentioned, that got a late start, but things seem to be coming together for him as well. Yeah, they really do, and I think the Jays will, will start with him probably as their fifth starter, and that has nothing to do with you know, his skill level, obviously. It's just a little bit of an opportunity to... to because of the fact he had a bit of a, a by design delayed start to the spring gives him a little bit more time to get ready for the start of the season. And he's not under an innings limit like he was a year before, but that doesn't mean they're going to let him go without any kind of restrictions this year. And this is one way to early on just kind of have a little bit of a delayed start, monitor his innings, but you know, he's rounding into form. And, and even though he starts as the number five guy, you can really look at him as the ace of that. Yeah, and it'll end up working out that way, I guess. After that first time, true, it'll be him and then Stroman, I guess, after that. And there, so that will come together. Another Blue Jay that was involved in the World Baseball Classic, Jose Batista, part of that Dominican team that was on track to, to maybe get to the final, but then they end up getting knocked off um, by Puerto Rico. He missed the last game for the Dominican Republic in the World Baseball Classic and then sat out a game returning to Toronto. But he's in the lineup today as we record this on Friday, and he already has a double. So it seems like the stiff back is behind them. Any lingering concerns about that as, as far as just being a back injury? Well, I think there is, just simply as you touched on the nature of the injury itself and just the fact that, that Batista's coming off a pretty injury-plagued season. You know, he arrived in camp 
looking very, very good. He got off to a very good start at the WBC as, as well. So uh, any kind of injury, it comes with the risk of that being a setback, especially when you have backs that, that seem to take a really long time to heal and for that, those things to go away. But the fact that he is appearing in spring games obviously means the Jays don't have any immediate concern. And we'll just have to hope that it doesn't uh, resurface and become a nagging problem throughout the year. But as of right now, everything is fine. He'll be good to go for opening day. Before we go back to the medical report, because there's other guys we have to check in on as far as the Jays go and opening day quickly approaching, we've uh, got to touch on John Gibbons. Gets the extention, uh, maybe the not a, not a secret throughout the spring, but, but everybody knew it was heading in this direction. It seemed like there was never any concern from him or the team. It was just, hey, we're working on it, we'll get there. And now it seems like it's there in the club option for 2020 as well. Um, but I would think heading into the season, a team that's had so much success, just from Gibbons' position, leading a team of players, it's got to be better to, to be leading a team of players when you have a contract like this as opposed to being in the final year. Yeah, no, you never really, because of the questions would start almost right away if the Jays got off to a slow start, and now this, this kind of avoids that. You never want to have a manager who goes into that lame duck type status in his final year. And, uh, you know, that was something we talked to Ross Atkins about at the, at the end of the season uh, news conference last year about his comfort level of having a manager going into a, a potential walk year. And he said at that time that the Jays expected to get something done. They were going to reach out to Gibbons. And it was a little bit slow to develop, but I think that was mostly because um, Gibbons said it was okay for it to be slow to develop. The Jays had a lot of things to do this offseason. He said, wait. For me, that we can take care of this later. We can take care of it in spring. That's what the Blue Jays are doing now, that after all the other off-season planning got in place, they can take care of Gibbons, and obviously it came together pretty quickly. That certainly benefits him for them to take care of the players first as well. Uh, his success depends on them more than anyone. All right, back to some injuries. Josh Donaldson is playing spring training games again. That's good to see. Um, is it full steam ahead for Donaldson? Yeah, it really is, and that's uh, some really encouraging news, obviously, for the Blue Jays because that was kind of a, a scare very early on. Whenever you have a guy in the first two weeks that can't go down, especially someone of Donaldson's caliber, uh, there's some fear there. But, uh, you know, he, he's been looking good at the plate for a while. He was hitting in minor league games well before he took the field. Then he, he seemed to be fine in the field. He made a really nice play on a short hop uh, in, the, in the Boston game on Friday. Um, so it seems like he's, he's full go defensively, offensively. Uh, and has just enough time to, to get the number of bats he'll probably need. I mean, the fact that he really started to ramp it up over the last week gives him a couple solid weeks of, of every day at bats. And for someone like Donaldson, that's plenty. And then Devin Travis also making his way back, playing some minor league games, now getting to, to, to the real spring training games. And Donaldson's obviously huge when you're talking about a guy who's won a Most Valuable Player award and you can easily argue he's the best player on this team. But Travis, as far as the roster goes and the lineup goes and how it's set up, maybe more falls on him as far as the organization of this team for opening day. So how big is it for him to be getting in there? And a little over a week to go, is that enough time for Travis? Yeah, it's huge that he's back in the field and particularly playing second base and, and running the bases seemingly well in his first spring game. And, and all those are encouraging signs. And this is... A bit of a surprise development because just two weeks ago it seemed like there was almost going to be no way that he was going to be able to avoid a, a DL stand at the beginning of the season. Now all the signs seem to be suggesting that he will be ready for opening day. And as you touched on, I mean, he's really kind of the, the building block in terms of the overall lineup because the Jays don't have a leadoff man without him there. He's not your prototypical leadoff guy, but he's someone who's, who's going to put up a high average, he's someone who's going to be able to get on base for, for the heart of that order. If they didn't have him, then you'd have to turn to someone like Kevin Pillar, who 
who doesn't have the on-base percentage you want to see at the top of the lineup. And, and, and really, it would have take, taken some creativity and some experimentation to, to get that done. But Travis just slots in there perfectly, and that fills a big hole. If he wasn't in the lineup, the Jays would have a bit of an offensive hole at second base as well. So if they don't have to worry about that's obviously good news. And for Travis personally, this year he needs to stay healthy. I mean, he's been injured the last two years, spent lengthy stints on the disabled list. Um, he needs to get rid of that reputation. If he can start the year on time, and stay healthy this season, that will go a long way towards doing that. Do you think he plays pretty much all week just to get the at-bats in? I know they say spring training is the length that it is for starting pitchers, not for players. But some guys take longer than others. Um, do you think he'll be in the lineup pretty much every day leading up to spring training, maybe one off day, as opposed to other guys who will get more rest? Yeah, I think so. I wouldn't be surprised if, if he takes a day off on Saturday after playing today. But after that, I think they probably will push him and that probably includes the series in Montreal when they go up there sometimes the regulars get a bit of a break up there I wouldn't be surprised if he's someone who's in there for most of the game so he can get a high number of at-bats but it, it should it should be enough time it's certainly not ideal uh, you'd like to see him have a little bit more time to get ready especially as a younger player uh, compared to a veteran like Donaldson but the fact that he is now being mentioned as a possibility for opening day is obviously you said there's so many moving pieces on that 25-man roster that come together when Travis is One more thing uh, to touch on with you, and that is Jared Saltalamaki is the backup catcher on this team, obviously behind Russell Martin. Um, there's no knuckleballer on this team. How does it work out? I guess th there's an article on BlueJays.com about kind of that they're still trying to figure out how they're going to work him in as far as Russell off days, Saltalamaki at time. Where do you think that kind of settles in? I wouldn't be surprised if at some point the, the Jays kind of pick a, a starter where Saltalamaki becomes a pretty regular guy, not to the, the full-time extent that it was with Dickey and, and Josh Tolley. I don't think the Jays want to be into that type of corner, but in the past we've seen Deanna Navarro develop a pretty strong relationship with Marco Estrada. So they, I think once the season gets underway and once they get through the first few weeks and see what kind of rapport these guys are developing, I think you'll probably see that a little bit more. Uh, but, but I think, I think what, what the Jays, Jays like the most about having Saltalamaki around is that flexibility that they do have now. Because Martin was so tied into that schedule in the past, and you really it didn't matter if it was a Friday night game followed by a Saturday afternoon game. If Dickey wasn't in the equation, Martin had to make those quick turnovers. Now I don't think you're going to see very many games where Martin starts on Sat on Friday night and then has to play again on Saturday morning with that quick turnaround. I think the Jays will look to do something that will involve Saltalamaki in there, and I think that's going to be good for Martin because we saw him wear down. A little bit in, during the stretch run last year, and the Jays obviously want to avoid doing that. He had his highest workload last year, I think about six years. And for a guy who's getting into his mid-30s behind the plate, that's something you would like to avoid. You'd like to see that decrease by probably at least three games. All right, excellent stuff. Hey, safe travels back down to Florida. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, for Gregor Chisholm, I'm Tim McMaster. Thanks for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Blue Jays edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.